All right. Welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Matt, and I am here with my boy, Scott Shipley. Scott and I went to college together. We were in the same fraternity. We went on crazy fucking adventures. We told an adventure last time. What other adventures have we been on? You remember any oh, other? I remember um, a couple Boston adventures that are like top secret fraternity shit that we can't say. Yeah. But there's got to be other. What other? Like you said, is, mostly at night. Everything yeah, we had. <laughs> well, because Scott is a ninja and Scott is tactical as fuck. Scott, Scott, actually, this is not an adventure, but we had a whole fucking like coffee recently where Scott brought his bitchin' baller tactical baby diaper bag, and he's like, "Listen, man, here's what you need." And like, we ate lunch and talked for two hours about fucking diaper bags, and now I'm now set. I am ready for this friggin' baby. Yeah, Roger that. <laughs> well, we are continuing our talk about falling down. But before we do that, guys, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LaunchpadPod and on our website, launchpadpod.com. Subscribe, like, review. It helps us out a lot. Aaron and I, that's right, the Rocketeers, the original Handsome Boys, will once again be at San Diego Comic-Con this year. This is 2019 San Diego Comic-Con. It's going to be Thursday the 18th of July through Sunday the 21st. We will be there, I think, all days, at least one of us, doing some sort of hijinks. We have a lot of interviews. Uh, we have a lot of interviews already confirmed, and we have a couple big ones that we're working on. We're very excited this year. Uh, we'll be hosting the Famous Monsters of Filmlands panel. That's going to be Friday night, the 19th, at 5.30 p.m. It's going to be in room 26AB, Friday night at 5.30 p.m. So come, check out some handsome boys, check out some monsters. I hear they're pretty famous. We're actually putting together a pretty cool panel for you guys. Come check it out. Nerd it up with us. Let's take some pictures. We did it last year and it was a great time. We can't wait to see you guys at Comic-Con. But right now, buckle your seatbelts, bitches, because that's not even like related to the movie. And this movie is about a guy who leaves his car. So that's yeah, probably say. not a good, that's not a good <laughs> lead. So actually, take your seatbelts off. Get out of your fucking Datsun while me and Robert Duvall push it aside. <laughs> and uh, yeah, buckle in, guys. We're in. I keep saying buckle. Why am I so fucking obsessed with seatbelts you know, right now? You just wanted him to stay in his car. You didn't want him to go home, and now you're an impediment to Michael <laughs> Thomas. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, we have special guest Scott Shipley in the house, a good friend of mine and a fucking wealth of movie knowledge. Scott, thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me. Uh, we watched Falling Down for the umpteenth time, both of us, right? I think it's right. the first time we watched it together. The last time you were here, we talked a lot about a lot of the themes in the movie, that it's really like a layered film and has a lot of different levels yeah. to it. And you can kind of enjoy it from a lot of different things. Actually, one of my favorite things that you and I talked about on last time's episode was the things that we noticed that we hadn't seen before. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just even cultural shit. Like, the, 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 there's a scene before he shoots up the phone booth, which I think is it. The, the, if you look at all of the still photos that you'll find on the internet about this movie, probably like 80% of them are shots looking up at Michael Douglas with him with some type of assault weapon pointing it sure. at you. So it's like it, that, that for some reason resonated with whoever was, you know, getting marketing images. Um, Jackass got mugged a lot. Yeah. He's like, Oh God, that really stuck out to me. But, but uh, in the scene with the phone booth, which is where one of those stills comes from, like you, you look in the background and there's a giant inflatable 
ass or mix a lot. It's, it's and, it's no, and it's got no pants on, which I didn't yeah, realize it's until like a like naked just now. butt that says yeah. that says baby got back. And it's like it's like Sir Mix a lot. Wherever that is on eBay, I want it. <laughs> I know where that parking lot is. We can go there and ask. Yeah. They will have no clue what we're talking about. Be like uh, falling down. Yeah. The movie with Michael Douglas. And there's going to be one old guy, like the old guy selling oranges and falling down that's walking by the bus stop. He's <laughs> yeah, still there and yeah. he knows. <laughs> he probably has it. We also talked about the kid who just, there's a scene where, you know, <laughs> Michael Douglas kind of pops his cherry and what pops the guy in the leg at the same time. <laughs> but he's, he like picks up, there's an Uzi uh, laying on the ground that these gangbangers have just done a drive by and then they crash and then the one guy's hanging out of the car all bloodied and bruised and the Uzi's there and this kid can't be more than eight like Michael Douglas then kid then car and the kid is walking between Michael Douglas and the car yeah and the Uzi's on the ground and the kid does he just looks at it and keeps moving and I'm like if I was that kid it would have taken that fucking Uzi and, and that's got 800 <laughs> easy on the street <laughs> and Scott <laughs> said that as the kid walked by it you're just gonna leave the Uzi <laughs> which is funny dude because I didn't even think of it one yeah. of the adventures we were on this is true, okay? Oh. This story is 100% true. Scott calls me one day and he's like, hey man, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I'm ninja trading. And he goes, what? And I go, oh, sometimes I go to the park and I practice cartwheels and shit. And he's like- It's parkour before that was what it was called. It was parkour yeah. cool before Park, it, it yeah. was new. I was like- Free running. It was like, but we were like in our t- late 20s. It was after yeah. college. We were out here and Scott's like, oh, I want to do that. So we set up a date. We went to the park together and we were teaching each other different moves. Like I know some gymnastics bullshit yeah. and like, spoiler alert, I am not a gymnast at all, but Neither I know I. I can do like cartwheels and shit. Yeah. And like we were teaching each other shit. And if I'm not mistaken, we did what I call the Ninja Turtle roll. Yeah. Which is where you hold my ankles and I hold oh. yours and we roll into a bunch of foot soldiers. <laughs> and then you open your hand and you say, I have a message for you. Shut it. And you slap me. Yeah. But we were fucking practicing these ninja moves in the park and there were these kids playing in a tree, right? Climbing up and down a tree. And this little Asian boy comes down the tree and he comes over to me and Scott and he goes, what are you guys doing? Do you remember this? Yeah. And we're like, I think you you were I just flat fucking out fucking him. with him. You're like I'm ninja training. No, I wasn't fucking with him. That's what we That's were what doing. We were, yeah, sorry. I just I, I don't talk down to children, so no, I don't want to. No. I don't want to scare him. And I was like, we're training for ninja moves. I'm ninja practicing. And do you remember what he said? And he said, "Are you in a ninja flipping gang?" <laughs> and you, and you said, "Yeah." And then he says, "What?" I'm in a ninja flipping gang too. And I think I said, "What's your gang called?" And he said, "The Flippers." <laughs> fucking most original name <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard. And did you immediately imagine that like he wasn't wearing it at the moment but that he had like a bedazzled flip like a like dolphin on his jacket the flippers because that would be yeah. the flippers would well, be the immediately mascot, right? I thought of like uh, the last dragon like the okay you know like um, with uh, Ernie Ray's Jr. Sure like, yeah. That's exactly what I thought of when I the flippers was like that it was shown up and <laughs> Well, because then I tried to shoot the kid in the face. Remember, and he caught yeah, the bullet, and he caught the bullet <laughs> in his teeth. <laughs> no, but as far as shooting goes, he said, I'm in an engine, and it's called the Flippers. And then his mom called him, right? Like an adult oh, called him. yeah, yeah. Because he was talking to two creepy-ass kind of adults. His mom was across the way. Right. Yeah. And he turned around, and he started to run away, and then he turned back around, and what did he, what did he say and do? He goes, hey, I have an AK-47 in my pants. He pointed at his waistband. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he said... This is where I keep my AK. Oh, that's what he said. Okay. I turned around and ran away. And we were like, the rest of the conversation made sense in the, con- the context of what we were doing. Yeah. Like, we were doing gymnastics bullshit. Sure. And he's in a gang. We're in a gang. Get it. Yeah. 
who isn't but and then he's like this is where i keep my ak i guess he was like yo pussies i know that you're practicing like ninja shit but just so you know i am a gangster if you don't like i don't have it on me now but this is where i yeah. hide my ak yeah so we thought about that kid when we watched falling down today that's the that's the the, the, the moral the divergent <laughs> tangent that we just went on but yeah there's a kid in the movie who walks by and then there's numerous times in the rest of the movie where guns get discarded Oh yeah, at the end of the movie, right? Right, right. I mean, um, the are you talking about his forty five? Yeah, and he tosses it off the. Oh yeah, yeah. And we were like, what if that same kid <laughs> happened to be surfing at the Venice Pier? Because if somebody, I've surfed there a lot, and mm. at, and I'm like, if if anyone ever throws a gun off that thing, I'm diving down. and I'm getting that. That's mine. That's a you out. have to. Yeah. Well, because the the spoiler alert, the at the end of the movie, there's a standoff between police. Uh, policeman uh, Prentergast and Michael Douglas's defense and Michael Douglas loses because he brought a fucking water gun if he yeah. didn't throw the 40 I mean his wife threw the 45 away yeah. but if he had had a real gun different movie right different then we'd movie. have falling down too yeah falling further, <laughs> falling further. <laughs> <laughs> or oh my still God. falling yeah this is going to be our, our more light hearted take also, on this movie also did we ever consider that she just destroyed evidence that she just took the gun that he had and just, <laughs> just fucking throws it in the ocean. And like the evidence response team well, is like, what did you just. I I, so you could yeah. still have. Okay. So look, yeah. here's falling down too right now. Right. He didn't die. He gets shot and he falls off the, and they the, never found the body. Well, what if they find the body and he's wounded, but not dead. Got now it. they go to court and they're like, where is this 45? Well, and you know what? Oh, it was just a case of self defense. <laughs> <laughs> Had to go there, man. We could fucking logline the hell out of this movie, right? Yeah. Defense or uh, falling down too. And now, now his defense. license plate is O F E N S. <laughs> yes, that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if he was like in jail, and you know, at the beginning of the movie, Printer Gas comes out and he's like, "I need your help." Oh, he's like, I'm not helping you, gotta, you. Yeah, you have to unite the people that were formerly opposed. Always. That would uh, so. There we go. That's our our second movie right there. <laughs> I got so Falling excited up. I pulled my headphone jack right out. I'm Falling ready. up, it's about a house lifted up with balloons that... <laughs> Tripping up is like a story about my dad going up the stairs too fast. <laughs> <laughs> he trips over his feet. There's This movie is great, and like we said in our last episode, Scott, this is like a multi-layered movie that like really like resonates. It's kind of timeless. It can work for anybody. We talked a lot about oh. his character last time and how he's an everyman that we can relate to, right? Yeah, and also none of the problems that they, they that you know all the commentary and everything talk about. None, a lot of it just hasn't changed. There's still traffic. There's still construction. There's still assholes. And I still want to punch and shoot. Them. <laughs> yeah, but <There's> <laughs> it this movie though, it, and it is it is a fantasy that most of us have at some point of dealing with a, a problem, you know, violently or at least in a spontaneous reactionary sure. type of way. But this movie, while it does make you think, and in our last episode, we talked about things that we hadn't noticed and stuff before. This is the episode where we just have fun with it because this movie is fun as shit. I know like Scott is a wealth of movie quotes and I know a lot. I mean, our friends, all of our friends are movie people, yeah. right? Like everyone that we know together is movie people, but like Scott will hit you with some shit that you're like out of context. I don't even know what movie that's from. And I really got to think about it. And I, you are one of the few people who every once in a while, I will have to fucking Google what you're saying. And then the second I read it, I'm like, Oh, I should have known and that. Then and then you get I'm, it. Then I'm disappointed yeah. to myself. Well, and we were even <laughs> saying like, you could extend that to Halloween costumes. Like, cause we were like, what if you yeah. dressed up as Rick and Sheila from the whammy burger? 
oh, people will get that, right? And like, you know, in my hopeful mind, I'm like, yeah, people will. And you're thinking, no. Because no. you walk into like a, a either a Halloween party or like a Comic-Con and you are dressed as the slightly comedic duo who worked in the fast food restaurant in Falling Down. <laughs> like, first of all, you better become best friends with whoever comes up to you and says, nice costume and gets it. Right, right. But you're right, though. If you walk in there, you're going to think you're so fucking clever. And if nobody talks to you about your costume the oh, whole then night, then you're just wearing a silly. Then you're just gonna die with that silly little hat on. <laughs> Which, by the way, is what he says to the old man on the golf course. And it's that I think it, out of all of the people, all the you know, quote unquote assholes that he has to kind of contend with as he makes his way home, that probably I think everybody doesn't like that guy. Like sure. they're they're uh, old entitled asshole who. Fuck that give you guy. 10 seconds to do something. Like, yeah. He was playing golf. It's not like he interrupted his heart surgery. No, exactly. And he took offense to that. He's like, you can't just let me walk through your fucking golf right. game. Right. And I think that that one was really funny, too, because it, 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 it is like almost the death that it's like when a bat. Well, I guess in the end, that's not to spoil it, but that's what Douglas, you know, he falls off, off the pier. That's true. Because it breaks. But it, but the idea of it, of this guy, Douglas didn't actually kill him. It was the guy's own, you know, amped up attitude and yelling and like his bad heart that killed him. But Douglas, sure, instead sure. of saving him, he just goes, oh, your pills are in that card. He's like, well, it's too bad. And just lets, lets him have a heart attack. Well, and die. But it's also funny to take yeah. it back a, a half second before what you just said, too. And not to get again too deep into the non funny parts of this shit, though. He, he you know, this, this old guy yells at him, swings a golf club and almost hits him in a golf ball. <laughs> Michael Go Douglas yells at him, pulls out his shotgun and the guy gets scared. Oh, and Michael Douglas shoots the golf cart, which right. then rolls down the hill into a water trap or a lake. Yeah. And the guy who was yelling at him, the golfer, is an older man. He falls down grabbing his heart. Michael Douglas, what's the first thing he does? He, he, he says, goes over to him. Yeah, he says, what's, what's, what's the, the matter? matter? And he and says, like, my, my heart. heart. He goes, your heart? What's the matter? And he says, pills. And he, Michael Douglas looks around and he goes, where are your pills? Yeah. Which makes me think that if the pills were nearby, he'd probably give it to him. I think he would have. Because he does have that, those redeeming qualities. But, yes. So, so you're like, oh, well, he tried. But then, then when he doesn't help him because, yeah. because the cart's in the water and he just, he says, now you're going to die with that silly little hat yeah. on. You go, okay, all right. <laughs> this, is, this movie is back on track to where it needs to be. Because you all wanted to, to put an old person in his place. Yeah. And well, all old people's places. In the ground. Oh. <laughs> oh, as my good friend Melda Koff said, every day above ground is a good one. <laughs> See, I told you. Yeah. This guy yeah. with his quotes. Um, what are some other like, because this is, a, you, you and I text each other movie quotes constantly. Yeah. This is a movie that you could pull a lot from. Oh, yeah. There are some real fucking funny things. What's, what's, what's a quote, even if it's completely out of context, what's part of this movie, some dialogue that stands out to you? Um, probably... Um, <laughs> We just said like uh, it, it, her the actress's Tuesday Weld, which we found out is like an, a renowned actress from the fifties yeah. and sixties. Um, so you this know, is Prentagast's wife, Prentagast's right? wife. So Robert Duvall, Duvall's character's wife, who's just I think really nervous that he's not gonna you know and that it's going back to the trope of you know cop on the last day of the job. She's like worried he's not gonna come home, and she's playing with a cat, and she's like, Mister Peepers just scratched the shit out of me. <laughs> and anyone who has a cat who's been scratched by their cat totally fucking gets that. <laughs> Because cats are bitches sometimes. See, I'm taking that exact same situation, but from the other side of the phone call, because I know when I'm trying to like finish something at work 
and someone, whether it's my wife or someone else, calls me and tells me some bullshit. Oh, yeah, that, we've like, all been there. You could have just told me when I came home. Oh, that, yeah. It does I not think, affect anything. I'm, yeah. I'm finishing my goddamn career. Give but me, like, give me but two like, hours. You, you know, going to, like you and I would understand if I said like Mr. Peepers, you'd know right. that that's the cat from falling down. But that's because you and I have both seen it an inordinate amount of times. Oh, without a doubt. But but it's funny to us. Now, the ones that I think people who are like have casually viewed it or seen it once, if you said like, you know, defense, like if I saw you across sure. a ravine and I was like, hey, Matt, defense, you would instantly yeah. go, oh, my God, that's a falling down <laughs> reference. It's genius. And I didn't realize that like the Foo Fighters, they did a video that was basic. I think it's called like the walking man or something. And it's basically like almost like a mini shot for shot remake of Falling Down. Oh, well, we'll have to watch that yeah. when, we, when we stop recording here. You guys should check that out then, too. And if it's wrong, don't fucking tweet at us and shit. Tweet no, Scott no. Shipley. <laughs> Yell at him. Guy's full of shit. All I have is fake Twitter accounts that are all characters from Point Break. So you can hit up Utah. That's <laughs> no joke. Is I, that true? Yeah. Please tell us those because we will follow them. Uh, Twitter is one well, of the few things they, that I know. Tell me Twitter and Instagram, whatever you got. Uh, one is... Uh, ex-president 45 but it's 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 a mask of the current uh commander-in-chief and it it was him going back and forth with i think it's uh like it's like johnny utah shrimp and fries or something like that <laughs> but they've been battling back and forth about policy versus surfing and it's yeah i just wanted to see if it would get if it would get banned and it did like it got deleted <laughs> because i wanted to see if like the the you know the algorithm at twitter would figure you out both people I was both. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and then and then I had War Child as well. So I had the guy that beats up awesome. Utah. Yeah. Well, and then breaks his yeah. breaks his board. That would be a waste of peace, War Child. Yeah. Hey, back off, War Child, with me. <laughs> Let's see. All right, back to falling down. Falling down. My favorite. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite part. One of my favorite parts of this movie is defense is walking. He stops in this like it looks like an abandoned lot with a couple like. It looks like part of an old building, and it's like almost like a couple stairs that lead to nowhere, just some stone steps. And he's standing there, he's sitting there trying to fix a hole in his shoe with some newspaper, and two gang members come up, start giving him some shit. And they say, <laughs> they say, yo, man, you're fucking trespassing. And he goes, I didn't, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see a sign. And he goes, what do you call that? And he points at all this graffiti, and he goes, graffiti? And he goes, no, that's a fucking sign. It says, no fucking trespassing. It says, it says private fucking property. property. No fucking trespassing. And he goes, this means fucking you. you. <laughs> and Michael Douglas, and this is act one, right? This is really yeah. the first half of act yeah. one. He looks at it and looks back at the gang members and, and kind of jokingly, he's not being a badass. No. He kind of like tries to laugh it off. He goes, maybe if you wrote it in fucking English, I would fucking understand it. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, and it, hey, it says no loitering. Yeah, you're loitering, you're loitering too. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Like he throws it on like That's it's right. an additional two years right. for yeah, like yeah, yeah. a crime that he, you know, like, yeah, oh, like they're, they're amping up the charges there. Yeah. Let, special circumstances. Yeah. Loitering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're loitering. I just love that. And I, I love, I love good shit talking. Yeah. And even though in that point in the movie, he was not trying to bust their balls. He wasn't being a badass. I think he was trying to laugh it off because then he does get up and try to leave. And I think if they had let him leave. He would have just and, left. And we don't know where the movie would have gone. That's the thing. Like, we don't know. Every he would have been home. He probably would have been That's home. That's true. Yeah. All these little things amp it up more and more and more to where, like, he reaches, like, peak psychosis. But but I love that the guy pulls out, like, the Bali song, like, Butterfly Knife, which is, like, the yep. most useless ever since Karate Kid 2 when the guy, like, 
swings down the balloon line at the end, you know, at the party <laughs> and pulls one out. I was like, what is that monstrosity? When you could have just had a decent fixed blade and been over with there's it. There's one good time when you like when that's worth having in your back pocket. And that's if a Nazi's about to possibly <laughs> rape you. Yeah. Then then you want While that in your calling back pocket. you a. F word. Yeah. Then, yeah. Right. Yeah. After breaking your goddamn snow globe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as you don't know, it's interesting. You said you don't know where the path of this movie would have gone at any point. Really. It's almost like a, 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 a choose your own adventure type thing where Kinda. like any one thing was changed in that movie. The ending certainly would have been different. I feel um, I have the Blu-ray over here and it's like the special edition Blu-ray and I haven't watched all the features yet, but there are alternate endings and there's an alternate ending where he never gets out of his car and he just goes to work <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the craziest shit and i think that's the part okay there's the, the two things that freak me out in almost like more of a 70s thriller way mm -hmm. was when at the very end they've you know you think the movie's over and then like you said the nightstick hits the little girl in the head <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, I, this is something that i noticed this time if you watch this movie at the end printer gas is sitting on defense's wife's house front steps with defense's daughter yeah and he's essentially telling her that he's going to continue being a cop so he's telling the audience that he's not going to retire and she's talking to him and as they're talking we follow another police officer like a, in, a, in a uniform police officer walk through the doorway into the house and he walks around a little girl and his nightstick is hanging from his belt <laughs> and it kind right of bops her yeah head. like she thinks she's okay but it did it did clock her pretty good oh yeah and it, but then it goes in the house and it's like it just you know it's this tracking shot and it goes like there's no people it's just the balloons from the birthday party and then you just see the video of like michael douglas just still playing and mm -hmm. he's so creepy because you see how like he went from normal dad to just fucking psycho but then the other creepy thing is when they go to his mom's house to check on him and then she's yes and you brought up the great line of like where has he been eating his lunch? Where has he been going every day? Where has he been eating his lunch? Because you find out he hasn't been to work in a month. So yeah. when he's on the freeway in the very beginning, he's where not even he going? going to fucking yeah, work. Where was he going? He thinks he's working and he hasn't been working for a month. So he, he was, in a way, that reveals that he was already crazy. He'd been Agreed. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like you've been at the Overlook Hotel this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, How awesome. Yeah. What if that would be the greatest cinematic trick in history? Yeah. If Kubrick and Schumacher had been working together and if you go back and watch Shining, if you see Michael Douglas in defense in Whoa. one of those pictures, wouldn't that Whoa. be... Why don't movies do that? I don't get it. But we were saying in the very beginning when he's on the freeway, it's like it's showing all these different cars. <laughs> yeah. and we were just making up who it is because it's like it's like archetypes where like there's a bus full of kids, but the bus would look like it was from like a third world country. It had like a rack on with, like, top with suitcases shit up there, yep. and kids hanging out the windows. And I was like, oh, it's a Turnbull ACs from the Warriors. Great Warriors reference. Yeah. Who else was 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 there? Um, oh, I my God. Remember the other people that we said uh, there, there was like a guy doing coat. Well, that. They love showing like the sort of excesses of L.A. Sure. And so there's the two guys on like this horrible 90s like Zach, Zach Morris, Morris cell fucking phone, cell yeah. phone. And they're both doing coke in the convertible in traffic, which I've never seen, but I've seen a lot of other crazy shit sure. in traffic. Like I think I've actually seen someone riding a motorcycle while texting, which I awesome. thought was only on YouTube, but I've seen it. <laughs> like, well, while we're talking about that, I'm thinking of that tracking shot where that little girl gets Rodney Kinged in the head accidentally as she walks yeah. as the cop walks by. Good reference to for historical true perspective and that brings it back well. if you 
And I'm, I'm not going to talk uh, in detail about Rodney King, but if you want to hear our serious part of uh, falling down, go back and listen to the last episode. But this is a silly one. So listen to this joke I'm working towards. Ready? <laughs> Sorry. So I'm walk- an impediment. You just want to go home <laughs> with this joke. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cop walks in. And it's a really cool shot. Like Scotty said, it's a tracking shot. And then it ends up on the TV and it's showing a whole movie of ostensibly when they were at least a happier family, if not a happy yeah. family. They weren't a broken family. They were together. And it's it, the video is playing on the DVR, on the VCR on the TV. And it's him and his daughter and they're talking. And it's supposed to be like a happier time. And as you just referenced that a minute ago, I was like, why was that video playing? Like, <laughs> this is like someone has just been... Multiple people have been murdered and killed. A rampage yeah. ostensibly have just stopped, right? And um, I'm wondering, like, why is that still playing? And I imagine, like, they got back to the house after the, I don't want to say shootout, but after the climax on the pier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm imagining, like, uh, you know, one of those uniformed officers is like, should I go turn that off? <laughs> and defense's wife is like, no, it's evidence don't touch it. I just threw a gun off the pier and I got Big in a lot of trouble. Yeah. mistake. I'm never doing that shit she again. She points at Pentergast. She was like, he was really making a big deal about it. He's so pissed. He asked that cop to nightstick my daughter in the head. <laughs> Can't believe she threw that gun. O'Brien, oh, hit that little girl. <laughs> Give her a tune-up. <laughs> That was, she could be in Falling Down, too, also. It could yeah. be her. She grows up, and based on what she saw happen to her father and also getting clonked in the head, she's now screwy, and now she has to go home. And maybe that'll be the third movie she's done, because she did Falling Down, and we found out she did an animated Broadway straight-to-DVD called Twinkle Toes. Which might be Falling Down, too. <laughs> it might be. It might I haven't be. watched it. You read the synopsis too, right? Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a, like little girl out for revenge, out for revenge, breaking up Korean grocery stores. Yeah, yeah. Well, except there, it's New York, so it'd be a bodega. But it's the same, same idea, basic idea. Be, but that would be a much different movie, right? Yeah, it would. For it more would. on that, listen to our first episode. I would love the idea of falling down to starring, not starring that girl specifically, but it's about her, and she is work, walking her way through, and she keeps saying, "I'm going home." And once the cops hear that. They start to track her like there's there's a scene in here where where the cops are looking on a map and they're figuring out that he's going towards the wife's house in Venice. I would love if they did that and they couldn't figure it out. But home was her father's grave. Oh, so the boardwalk yeah, here. Yeah. And she gets there and there's no more snack stand anymore. So Prentagast <laughs> is just standing there eating popcorn, like just at it, like fish out of water, just eating popcorn on an empty pier. <laughs> Where'd you even get that popcorn, bro? Well, we noticed there's just so much amazing, just L.A. like just visuals and like and <laughs> 90s L.A. 90s, visuals yeah. Too, the, right? And there was like an MC Hammer too legit to quit poster in the final scene, which yep they didn't think ahead and go, well, if you're watching that in 2019, like you're gonna chuckle because you're gonna <laughs> yeah because you might sus- you might take uh, your suspension of disbelief might be broken. You're just gonna a think tad. about it in Adam's family values. They do what they want to do, say the, what they want. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> and and you're gonna immediately be taken out of falling down, like out of the world of the movie. And there was a, a Richard Marks poster mm-hmm. and one other thing. It oh, was oh, yeah. New Jack City New poster. City with uh, yeah. yeah Wesley Snipes. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's there's a good amount of nostalgia in this movie to watch because the last episode we talked, uh, the last episode of this show, we talked a lot about how L.A. was an important part. Absolutely. Of this movie. I don't know as though 90s was an important part of the movie. Because it really this, holds up. Yes. And it, I think this could yeah. be in any, it's an every man, any time. Yeah. Because it could be, I mean, 
clearly it could only work in a certain era. Like you don't, you're not going to confuse that for now. You're not going to well, confuse that for the fifties, but I think it applies. Yeah. And, right? and I think like you, you were uh, talk and they, they said in the commentary that, um, they were getting criticized for like, I think for how he was dressed, but they were like, right. this is how a lot of people dress. And I swear to God, like there are people in my, you know, community, like right where I live in my like little complex that mm-hmm. dress that way. So there totally still are people. There are, um, Bob, what's his last name? <laughs> Bill. Or Bill, yeah. Was there it, are uh, Bills. Uh, what was it, with H? Um, I keep wanting to say Hodges, but it's not that. Yeah, it, it's Harrison? a very... Uh, like very white bread, regular uh, type of name. Bill Foster. Foster, so yeah. not an H. There no are H's Bill Fosters that live in my, like, in my neighborhood that I see, and I'm like, well, sometimes they're missionaries. Because <laughs> they kind of look like that, but, you know, obviously it... Uh, when actually two of them came up to me, I was initially just like, oh shit, it's the guy from falling down. <laughs> we got it. That's the thing is you got to yeah. watch the missionaries have backpacks on, oh. right? It's white shirts, ties and black pants. White man, and white backpacks. shirt, tie. <laughs> They're backpacks. <laughs> if it's a falling down guy, he'll have a duffel bag. Either right. way, close the door. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, cause you just don't know. You don't Either know. Way. You don't want him to go home. Both and of have... them would, I would say both of them would say they're going home yeah. a, 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 in a uh, way. Right. Yeah. Imagine that you and your family are having a barbecue and a missionary jumps the fence. <laughs> You'd have the same reaction as that family. I'm, I would. I'm just, I'm having a barbecue. Doctor, whatever lets us do it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think we'd bash on religion in this episode, no. did you? <laughs> Not bashing on it. Just trying to get home. I'm, ba- <laughs> <laughs> I'm bashing on it. What else, like? There were things that I noticed about kind of like the the bullshit and, and maybe this was them trying to say something like the BS of like Prendergast's job. Like, mm-hmm. did you notice that like he's kind of just like reorganizing shit on his desk and we saw like there's like a wooden like you it's exactly what we made in shop class when like you got to make your name out of wood out of letters. Yeah. And they're like, you learn how to use a jigsaw and like yeah. someone <laughs> inevitably cut their finger off while that happened. Like it always happened in my school. I can tell you. Four times it happened. <laughs> He's holding up three fingers. <laughs> um, but it, but it's like the, the, just the weirdness of that office. Like everyone was clustered together, and like just you could tell he didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he uh, and he doesn't want to go home to his wife. And so like he he just kind of is like he wants that case. Like he wants to keep working. He even says to a little girl before she gets nice stick. He says like. <laughs> He says, like, I'm going to still be a cop because it's just like he he just can't live with his normal life. But but it's just like his boss is kind of a douche like his yeah. boss. Who do you ever walk in on that's boxing in their office? Like he is like a hanging bag. Matt Murdock. OK. That's the only, okay. See, I figured, you'd know, all somebody. the times I walk into his office, it's that <laughs> fictional character's <laughs> office. <laughs> but it's just like every everyone around like it, it almost this movie did a great job of just showing that. And it, it's super hot in the movie they make a point of like That's having true. sweat droplets on people's faces and uh and so i think you just see like how everyone's just kind of crazy in and of themselves on a hot summer day in a big you know sweltering city like la and it's just but you you michael douglas is like their release back like he's he's that person that does what no one else is allowing themselves to do or society saying they can't do hang on one second i'm gonna stop you right there yeah it's not that I don't allow myself to brandish firearms at McDonald's. I just, it's not that I don't allow that. It's not even that society doesn't allow it. If I was that kid and I walked by a crashed car. You would take those? I would take all those guns. Because right? when you reached over to pick up the Uzi, you'd be like, 
wait, that's a gold gyms bag full of guns? Yeah. Kuching, breakfast whenever I want at Whammy Burger. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> well, <clears throat> we're going to dedicate this episode, and we've never dedicated an episode to anyone before. This episode is going to an amazing actress of star and screen, someone that of star and screen? Stage and screen. Yeah. I don't know if she actually does that or not. She's a, a very big actress. You might recognize her last name of Pfeiffer. And uh, before you think it's Michelle Pfeiffer, it's not. It is a different Pfeiffer that we learned was in this movie. Her name is Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Yep. Scott, you want to tell us a little, like, what we learned about Dee Dee Pfeiffer? So Dee Dee Pfeiffer, and this movie, if, if you're into, like, casts and kind of, like, how they, how people's careers, like, intersect, this movie is chock full of amazing actors, like everyone from the, you know, the, the supporting cast to just the bit players. Like, so Dee Dee Pfeiffer's Michelle Pfeiffer's one of three siblings. She's younger from the looks of it. I didn't compare their ages, but uh, the commentary, they, they're like, yeah, and they're really attractive uh, Dee Dee Pfeiffer down. There. And that's the only reason I knew. I was like, wait, Pfeiffer, let's Google it. And as we're watching <laughs> it, I'm like, whoa, she's been in a ton of movies. She's been on a ton of shows. Then there's this movie called Red Surf, which was straight to DVD 1989 with George Clooney before George Clooney was a thing, really. And uh, she was in it <laughs> on the cover with him on what looked like a DVD. Um, so anyway, Dee Dee Pfeiffer. I mean, and what she a- was also when she also in it, was that the one that we looked up that was in a movie called Blue Demon, which is yep, Blue sharks. Demon, which is a shark movie. Just a ton of great. I hope those like, two movies are in the same universe, because what was the first one? Red Surf? Red Surf, which is red not... Red Surf, Blue Demon, or Blue Demon, Red Surf. <laughs> Blue Demon, Red Surf sounds like a series, That's, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like Red King, White Knight. Well, I feel like I should watch those for sure. That's a Tom Skerritt movie from the 80s. It's a whole Crayola crayon box of color movies we have going on here. <laughs> Guys, I hope you've liked our falling down... What do you call a trilogy that's just two? Duology. Duology. Is that a word? It is now. Duet? I hope you less liked listening to two episodes of me and Scott talking about falling down. We could easily do more, but we got other shit we got to talk about. But Scott, man, thanks so much for coming on the episode. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Guys, I hope you've had a good time. I hope you love this movie as much as we do because we really, really like it. And this has been fun because we actually got to, you know, just like how me and Aaron don't um, script our bullshit, Scott and I didn't talk about anything beforehand. So it was kind of fun to just kind of see where we went and we... We're really serious at first, and then we kind of joked around about a lot of stuff. And that's actually one of the coolest things about this movie is it does work on a bunch of different levels. And you can kind of watch it numerous times, pick up different things. And it even feels like it has a different tone. Not a, not a movie with a tone that changes, but it does feel like it's kind of got like a, a different tone, you know, depending on when you watch it. But check it out if you guys haven't watched it yet. But I also need you to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LaunchpadPod. And on our website, launchpadpod.com. Please like and subscribe. Please leave us reviews. That shit is fun to read. And also, I mean, you guys crack us up. You know we love you. Uh, listen to our WonderCon stuff. Listen to our San Diego Comic-Con stuff, which is coming up. We are shaping up to have a really cool con this year. So hope to see you guys there. Uh, we are doing a bunch of interviews. We already have a bunch on the books. And we have a couple other ones that we're trying to get for you guys. We're very excited this year. We're also super psyched to host the Famous Monsters of Filmland panel. It's called Making a World of Monsters. That's going to be Friday night at 5.30 p.m. in room 26AB. For now, Scotty, this is the Launchpad Podcast, and we are out.
Let me remember our handshake, the secret handshake. <laughs> Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 